0: This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio.
1: Welcome to the Rejuvenated Woman podcast. Each episode I hope to bring you open, fun, raw and inspiring conversations that aim to empower you on what it is to be a rejuvenated woman moving into and through your midlife years. Brought to you in partnership with Rejuvenate Pilates. I'm your host, Kathy Carr, holistic nutrition, lifestyle, and movement coach, and founder of Kathy Carr Coaching. Grab your favourite bevvy, put your feet up, and tune into what I hope will shed some light on topics around your overall health and well-being. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. The Rejuvenated Woman is all about conversations around holistic health and what it is you can do to become a rejuvenated woman in your midlife years. Personally, we all really want to live a happy and healthy life. But what about a living a happy and healthy professional life? Today I am so delighted to introduce you to this woman who is not only an expert in running multiple businesses for the last 25 years, she is an international speaker, number one best-selling author and host of Influence by Design podcast. She is also my business coach extraordinaire client and someone who I've discovered after spending about three to four hours a week since October 2020 has the same love for dancing, musicals, watching a bit of trashy reality TV just as much as I do. (laughs) Welcome, huge warm welcome to the Rejuvenated Woman show, Samantha
0: Riley. How are you today? I'm doing so well and I just love that we have this mutual love of trashy, trashy <laughs> TV and dancing. I think that's fantastic and thanks for having me on the show. Oh, you're so welcome and yes, I love that. And
1: we actually, you know, I love the little um, kind of uh, commentary that we do from time to time as well.
0: Um, yeah, through Instagram all the shows are on. Oh my goodness, did you see that? <laughs> Totally. And I'm sure
1: there's uh, one of our listeners out there is um, kind of nodding her head as well. Now, listen, Sam, the reason why I brought you onto the show today is I wanted to discuss some of the challenges and, of course, successes a woman of our age can have in business or in the workplace. And I love your holistic approach to business So I'd also like you to share what you feel is required to have a happy and healthy professional life. But before we go into that, can you tell our listener, because I know, I think I know a lot about you, um, but can you tell us and a little bit more about who Samantha Riley is and how you became an expert coach and what got you into podcasting?
0: Ah, all the questions. All There's the lots questions of questions there. there I'll, I'll, I'll do a, a brief breakdown, otherwise we'll be here for the next 10 years. But um, I went into business at the age of 19. Um, at that time, I was working in a local government. I was working a corporate position in a finance department in government, and you know, from from school, we're taught you know to get a good job, and especially in Australia, I don't know what it's like in other areas of the world, but a good government job that's where that you know that's you've made it. And I remember being in this job, which I actually did enjoy. There was lots of things that I learned. I met lots of great people there. But this one particular day, I was sitting at my desk and I just sort of looked around. We we're in a huge open plan office and I looked around and the, the people that I worked with were around the age of my parents at the time. I was like, I was quite young to be working in, in that department. And I looked around and no one was smiling. And no one was really talking. And I kind of had this weird moment and I can still remember it so distinctly to this day. This moment of, I feel like I'm looking at my future. And if this is my future, this is not what I want because no one was happy. And I knew that I wanted to be happy. I want, I want, I had two little ones. I wanted to be spending more time with them. And that's why I originally went into business, um, which my first business was a dance studio, um, because I danced all my life. That's what I knew. That was the, the, it was the obvious choice for me. Um, during the next 10, uh, twenty years, or um, over the next couple of years, we opened um, some dancewear stores, um, and that and that was the industry that I was in for twenty years. And then back in two thousand and ten, I separated from my husband, and he was my business partner, and we separated the businesses. Um, and at that time, I just started to do my certificate for in. Um, in fitness. And I did it specifically because I wanted to up my dance game. I was, I always understood that it's not just, like, how can you learn the most things to bring the best of you to anything? And at that time, I was um, noticing that my dancers were maybe, you know, struggling fitness wise to get through their routines and it wasn't their technique. So I thought, oh, I'll just go and do this certificate for. And long story short, I had no interest whatsoever to go into the fitness industry. <laughs> You're laughing because you know what happened next. Fitness first came and I won the award for the for the newcomer of the year um, in the I can't even remember what the the um, association was, but Fitness First came and went, we'd love you to come and, and, um, and work at the gym. So I went into personal training and I ended up selling the dance studio and going into like down the fitness route. And um, I guess that what happened here was I think of fitness as like my transition of the thing that you do that gets you to the next step. I didn't realise it at the time, but I started running um, retreats for people to, um, I guess, live a more healthy and a more joyous life. I'm, I've always been around, you know, love the life that you live. And, you know, we would talk about sleep and we would talk about nutrition and we would talk about finances and all these relationships. And one of the small parts of this that we would talk about is career and business. And what ended up happening at the end of all of these retreats was people would come to me and say, the area that I'm not happy about is my career. How can you help me start a business? And all of a sudden, I had more. And when I say all of a sudden, it did happen very quickly. Within six months, I had more business coaching clients than... than clients in the gym, and I went to my coach at the time. And said, "What do you think I should do?" And he looked at me like I had two heads and went, <laughs> "Are you seriously asking me this question right now?" So I, I did. I went down the business the business route. Um, but the 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 passion for what I do in in my business coaching is exactly the same as when I was coaching in my fitness or when I was coaching my young dancers. It was always like you know, turning out to be the best that you can be, but why are you actually doing that? What do you want your life to be like? What, you know, what lights you up? What keeps you happy? Um, So the vehicle is business coaching, but the purpose is still exactly the same. Like live your life by design. We've got this one chance. Let's make it the best that we can.
1: Awesome. Oh, it seems or it sounds like you were just born to be an entrepreneur. You've had that kind of sparkle from a young age and so admirable and it, uh what you do Thank now you. is yeah is um is evident that you are very good at what you do um so just a little bit more about um podcasting cuz you know, we're on a podcast and um you have influenced by Design, that is your mm-hmm. new name for your podcast. Can you just tell us a little bit on how you got into podcasting? What was it that um, you felt that you needed or was it something that your business really needed for you to be exposed or seen?
0: Mm. So this is really interesting. Back in, I think, 2015, I think it was, I wrote a book. And at the time, I was like, "How how can I launch this book? How can I get my message to more people? And again, a different coach at the time said to me, I think a really great strategy for you would be to get on podcasts. This is a really great strategy to connect your book with people in the US, in Canada, in the UK, in all these places that I can't, that at the time, you know, I didn't know and it would open up sort of collaboration. Partnerships and and new networks. So I took on a um, a publicist in the states, and she helped me. I think I did fifty podcast interviews in a in a three month period launched launch that book. And w- during this three months, um, I really realised how much I loved speaking with people. Um, I loved the um, the. Platform of podcasting. I loved chatting with people. People would ask me questions that I would never have asked myself. So even uh just the process of answering questions actually not just helped me get my message to more people, but it helped me in my business too, because I would have these insights or the, these downloads. And I was like, wow, what what if I had a podcast for myself? And one of the podcasts that I was on back in that time was hosted um, by uh, now a client of mine, Joe Pardo who, Kathy, you know, and um, I'd reached back out to him because he had a podcast and I'd really loved our conversation. And I went, you know, I'm thinking about, run, run, you know, starting a podcast. And he went, oh, Sam, about time. I've been waiting for you to say that you wanted to do that. So, um, and I'd been at a, a podcast or I'd been at a blogging conference and two of the speakers were Chris Ducker and Pat Flynn, who are both big podcasters. Um, I'd taken heaps of notes in their sessions, but I'd been too afraid to – you know, pull the trigger, I guess, you know, reach out to people, record it. I used to hate the sound of my voice. And now I'm used to it because I've been doing this for such a long time, but I'd hear, i think, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. But it was Joe that kind of gave me that little push and went, just do it, just record some episodes. Um, so my, um, the way that I work is very much if you get an idea, just run with it. I don't wait for things. I know that otherwise I never do them. So I reached out to 10 people that day, got those podcast episodes recorded in the next couple of weeks and was launched the week after. Um, that original podcast was actually called... I can't even remember. It was something about influence, but it wasn't specifically a business podcast. It got huge downloads. It was, it went really well. Um, but sort of, I think around about a year in, I realized, wow, I could be using this. As a tool for my business in a much better way i could be really focusing in my conversation and really speaking to the people that i want to be speaking to um that could you know turn into clients or collaboration partners so i um, did a little bit of a pivot relaunched the podcast back then i think 2016. um and uh you know that's the podcast i've still got now i think we're 300 and 330 odd episodes in and I, I love podcasting. It's my it's definitely my favourite platform to share my message.
1: And you have an amazing show. I love listening to your show. As I just mentioned, as we were offline, um, you are, that's kind of my go-to, my listen on a Saturday morning when I go to the markets. And I just, congratulations, you're really ahead of your time because, you know, we're in 2022 and how many podcast shows are out there, right? So I think think Mm. yeah congratulations because yeah you are definitely were ahead of your time and you know a very successful podcast show now and I think it's so vital and how awesome that you had that support and that you were able to trust yourself to step out into that uncomfortable zone and Mm. you know to have that the team or those people that you trust to be able to support you and I can you honestly, Sam, I really don't think that I would be sitting here hosting a podcast if it weren't for you. Is having that someone that you can lean on to for encouragement, for support, and like you said to your business coach back then. What should I do? Do you think I should go for it? <laughs> Just kind of sit back and you know you have to answer it for yourself, or you do answer it for yourself. So thank you so much Absolutely. for sharing, and uh, we'll put those uh, links to your podcast show and other links in the show notes. Um, so let's go on to the question. Thank of, you. <laughs> let's go on to the question of women in the workplace. Tell me with your experience because you've coached men and women, but we'll, we'll talk about women today. All over the world, you've coached them. What has been the biggest challenge do you feel when a woman is in the workplace or running her own business in midlife? Because we've had conversations about this as well and you've mentioned there is quite a lot of women in midlife that actually leave the mm-hmm. workplace. Is it leaving like um, high executive kind of CEO in the corporate, or do they s- just stop working altogether? If, even if they are running their own business, could you share a little bit on it, that?
0: It's definitely it's all of that. Um, the, I did look up some stats, and the only the actual stats I could find were from the UK. But I've read other articles from um, Australian articles and US articles, and whilst I don't have the numbers the the articles are showing the same thing and that's that that women in midlife um and with you know perimenopause menopause they're actually leaving the workplace and it's not just because um you know they're having physical symptoms there's the other things that happen and one of the 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 question that you asked was what do i see the thing that i see the most with women in midlife is this this real loss of confidence and um you know it's from you know lack of sleep or it can be you know just this general forgetfulness. I have it all the time and until I realised that other people um that other women go through this, I actually thought it was just me. And I think that's what other women think as well. They think it's just me. I would be like you know, I would try and get into my afternoon and be like why am I so tired? Why can't I keep going at the same pace that I used to go? Or, you know, I don't want to show up today. I know that I don't look like I used to 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Um, and this, um, I guess, really lack of confidence is holding so many women back and um, and something that I, being in business, that I, I haven't had to um, be be a part of, but what I'm reading is women that are in workplaces have a lot of stress or pressure from other people. So especially women in executive positions where they're with a lot of a lot of men or even younger people that don't understand that are, that are laughing at them because you know they might have a hot flash or or you know um, you know just having a, a bit of a jest because they can't remember the name on the person you know for the person at the other side of the table this might be funny to other people but it's we know it's not funny it's quite stressful because you know we're, we're a little bit forgetful it doesn't mean that we're stupid or we haven't had a great sleep it doesn't mean you know that we can't think of what to say or that that you know um that we're not good enough and I think and I've I've heard you say it Kath like these are our wise years. These are the women that we want to see in executive roles and in leadership positions. We're, the, we're at an age where we can bring so much. I actually think it's the age group that can bring like the most. To some sort of, you know, leadership team, you know, we've, we've been around for a while. We, we know what we're doing. We, we've got empathy for people, you know, we, we understand things in such a holistic way. And so we're seeing, and the stats are huge. It's something like, so in, there was a 2019 survey that 900,000 people in the UK quit their jobs due to menopause. No, that was just the UK alone, only the UK that um, uh, that same study ninety nine percent of women ninety nine percent of women who were in perimenopause or menopause felt that that stage of their life was having a negative impact on their career. Like, that is huge. That's only one percent that doesn't feel like it's affecting their career. And that 59% of those women were taking time off due to symptoms, whatever they were, and of half of those people, so 30% of people who took at least eight weeks off, either resigned or took um, early retirement because they just felt like they couldn't go back. Now, this is huge when you're thinking about um, women in leadership and what we can bring and all of a sudden that many people are leaving, what does that mean for the people that are left in these corporations? Like it's not just the women themselves that are being affected, but then how does the rest of the organisation get affected when we don't have women at that age that are bringing what they bring to the table? It's just huge.
1: It is huge. And a lot of sadness came to my heart there too because, Mm. Yes, we've had those conversations many times. It is the wise women years, and I think this is one of the reasons why I coach women in midlife, and that you know I'm jumped on this opportunity to share information women of this age group is because we do feel alone, and we do feel that we're the only one experiencing those symptoms. And if we can t- have more conversation around it and educate those around us that aren't in that situation I remember being around women you know training them and they would break out in absolute puddle and they said yeah you wait you wait but I just I wanted to understand more about it you know how I can you know if you understand what someone is experiencing then you're able to provide support for them you know like if you've got work colleagues Rather than laugh, and it's, yeah, I, I guess it's just that generation gap. But you are so right. I think we need to keep these women in the workplace because we do have so much mm-hmm. more, more to impart. And you did touch on one thing there, or many things, but I really agree that we do have more empathy and understanding for others because most of the time we've been there. Mm hmm and when we've experienced it ourselves we have I think more to impart it's not just words kind of in a book we've just we've experienced and we can share different solutions I also think that at this age correct me if I'm wrong you might feel this we can be more certain of who we are and what we Mm -hmm. don't and what we do stand for not all the time yeah. because you know there's a, a a lot of our clients that don't have that, um, but I think f- for the majority, I think we really know what we will stand for, and we won't stand for any shit.
0: Yeah, and we really, really do stand for. I um, at last year actually, it must have been just before COVID. We were out um, when I say we, me, my husband Leon, were out at dinner with another couple, um, and the 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 other, the husband of the other couple started getting a bit pushy to the young waitress. And when I say young, I would think she wasn't able to serve alcohol. So she was probably 16 or 17. It was a Saturday night, it was hot. She was just doing her job. She was doing it really well with a smile on her face. She was lovely. And he started giving her like a real ribbing about something. And I just turned to her and I said, I'm so sorry. I know you're just here doing your job. Like, don't worry about him. And he laid, like he got so angry at me. He's like, "Don't you ever apologize on my behalf?" I went, "Don't you ever ever do that in front of me again?" Twenty years ago, I would never have done that to a friend. I would never would have stood up. And I'm like, "No, this poor girl has just she's here doing her best on a Saturday night to make minimum wage. Like, just lay off." So it was just really interesting that um, you're right. We do stand up for what's right, and in a way that we probably wouldn't have done before so even though we do and I say I'm saying we a lot like you know but I, from what I've seen there is a lot of people that feel this way Um such a lack of self-confidence but at the same time like really sure as well it's funny it's quite yin and yang yes. isn't it that, that we we're both sides of that of that scale
1: yes and I think because of the symptoms we can have you know if someone doesn't understand or has that kind of little snigger behind us that we are very aware of we can be sensitive to because mm-hmm. of what's going on
0: hi karen here from rejuvenate pilates if you're living on the sunshine coast and would like to prioritize your health de-stress increase your strength flexibility tone up or decrease your back pain or any other pain in your body then come and see us for your free Rejuvenate movement assessment. We'll ask you some questions, do a few non-sweaty tests and give you our recommended and individualised
1: action plan. To prioritise your self-love and care today, call
0: us on five four seven nine three eight nine six, 3896 or go to our website and book in online through rejuvenatepilates.com.au for your free Rejuvenate movement assessment. We look forward to helping you reach your goals. So mm.
1: what is your recommendation? I got um, let me pedal back for a bit. With these women that are leaving the workforce because in the UK 900,000 is a lot. A mm-hmm. lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. Are they leaving the workplace altogether or are they finding other avenues where they might be able to maybe partnership with other women or do things on their own or just stop altogether?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's right across the board. There's plenty of people are stopping, that are stopping altogether. There's also a huge amount of women, and I speak to them every day that come to me and say, "You know what, Sam? I feel like you know I've got something that I really want to say, or I feel like I've got something that I really want to share. I've got something that I'm really passionate about. Can you help me to start a business? Because, and and that the the theme that constantly comes up is, I feel like now's the time. I feel like. I'm still young enough to do it, but I feel like I can't leave it any longer. Like, this is it. This is what I'm here to do. And when they come to me, it's like, almost like their last hurrah, like, this is the thing that I'm really passionate about and I know that I'm here to do this. Um, and when we have the conversation, it's like, no, I need to get this up and running really quickly because this is so, so important to me. So obviously not all women are going into business, but I'm seeing a huge, huge amount in in our age group that are definitely deciding that now's the time, um, you know, to really step into their purpose
1: yes and making an impact and you help so many do that and this is what happened to me when i turned 50 i was at that point of okay what now my boys were at you know kind of mid to late teens you know they were a little more independent you know i didn't really have to make school i didn't have to make school lunches or anything like that and my husband and i've been working together from the day we met you know, we're coming up to our 22nd wedding anniversary and we've worked together all of that time. And to be completely honest, and I love Donald very dearly and I still, you know, we still are place of chi and I support him. But I was always in the back. I was kind of, you know, doing the admin and doing the books. I do, still, still do all of that um, and supporting him. And for so long... I've been introduced as Donal's wife (laughs) and when I got to 50, I thought, okay, it's time for me now. It's time for me to step forward and do the things that I want to do on a larger scale and not – we'll kind of move away a little bit but, you know, Donal and I are still a place of chi but I really wanted to do something for me and I didn't know really what – I joined a online course on how to get visible and that was really Mm -hmm. uncomfortable really really uncomfortable for me to speak in front of camera and I know for many it is as well you know starting even a business if you want to get business or sorry if you want to get visible you have to be visible and that can be really uncomfortable and what led me to you I've been you know we've been friends for ages we met in 2011 at a at a course and not really seen each other but I've you know you were on my radar (laughs) we met for a just for a cuppa a catch-up and you know talking about business and I'm just getting tingles again and every show if something really really sits really deeply in my soul I get tingles and after that conversation it was a no-brainer to come on board and work with you Sam and Seriously, anyone out there who is at that same point, who just wants to do something on their own, they know what they want to do, but you don't really know how or the symptoms, or symptoms, I beg your pardon, the strategies um, or the outcomes that you want, the systems, that's what I was trying to say, then look Sam up. Um, Yeah, I love the way that you approach all sorts of business, you're an amazing coach and you have an incredible team and I think that's one thing that is challenging as a, you know, when you want to go out on your own is doing all of those things, you know, doing Mm -hmm. the admin, doing the bookkeeping, being the CEO, you mentioned a lot about being the CEO of your business but having the delegation who can help support you, otherwise you aren't able to get your message out as fast as you
0: want, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I was going to go back and touch on something you said then. Oh, that's what it was. You were talking about, you know, getting to 50 and wanting to step out. And I think as women, especially for those of us that have had children, you know, we've given to our careers, we've given to our husbands, we've given to our children, and you just get to this point where you're like, wow, I'm this far into life and I actually haven't given to myself. And I and I think that that, well, that was definitely what happened for me. I just got to this point where I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, I can actually spend some time on me and do what I want. It actually felt a little bit odd and it took me a little while to to lean into that and feel okay with that because I was so used to looking after everyone else. But, yeah, once you lean into it, you go, oh, yeah, I really like this feeling. This is good.
1: Yes, I can definitely give a little bit more of that to myself. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah we'll be doing a bit more of this. <laughs>
1: And yeah, that's a, a really good point because it is one thing that a lot of women that I coach, you know, they are they might find it or feel that it's a little selfish to give mm, to mm-hmm. themselves first. So it's just a habit that we need to create. And once you know yeah. once you create a good habit, you know, you don't want to break them. Oh,
0: definitely, definitely start the habit because it's one you can get on, get on board with. <laughs>
1: So, what I did want to ask you, going back to those women who are leaving the workforce, who are feeling alone, who are feeling that no one understands them, they're not heard, what would your recommendation be? Because if they're in a job that they absolutely love, you know, and they've been, maybe they've been in the company for 10 or more years, what would you suggest to them? What would be a few helpful tips so that they could stay in the job and environment? That they love.
0: Mm. So a, a couple, and I think that it's always about surrounding yourself with the right people. So whether you find a group of women that you can connect with, um, whether it's through networking or whether it's through other people that you meet and just sort of bring a group of people together, there's plenty of Facebook groups out there. Just be really aware of which ones you join because some of, some of the, um, sort of women in midlife groups that I've been are almost the opposite. They're quite negative, so be very, very aware. But there are some good positive ones out there too, one of them being yours, Kath, um, and 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 have those positive conversations around you. The second is to find yourself a good coach. So if there's plenty of good executive coaches out there, career coaches, and just have someone, and especially someone that, that – um, You know, is a woman in midlife herself that understands what it's like, um, to help you to have those conversations and to be able to understand maybe the way that you're hearing things or the way that you, you share because you know i'm sure it's not just me sometimes we get a little bit emotional (laughs) things can really hit the mark (laughs) so so um you know just just having a coach to help you to to be able to get through those those situations is is definitely um what i would recommend that's gold apart from just the uh, the regular of you know, having you know, looking after yourself, making sure that you're eating well, making sure that you're getting enough sleep, um, you know, having a, a trainer like yourself that helps, that you know, that helps keep you um, in in a healthy physical state. So, you know. A look after yourself, and B find yourself people to surround yourself with. And then, um, you know, if if you're in a position where you definitely want to be working up in your career or going into a business or whatever it is, find yourself a coach to help you.
1: Awesome, gold, gold points there. Thank you. And I think that's relevant of having those like-minded women, if they're not in the workforce, having the outs external sources to reach out to because it kind of, when you were talking about that, it it, um, just brought back to that 19 year old Sam who was looking around in the office of all Mm. the old people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, if any of those old people, um, you know, wanted advice, are they going to get it off a 19 year old? So yeah, it kind of works, it kind of works both ways, doesn't it? But thank you. Thank you. They are very gold, very gold and valid points. Um, I wanted now to go into your business name, Impact Mm -hmm. by Design. Influence by Design, I beg your pardon. uh,
0: The podcast, Influence by Design. But it
1: makes a lot of impact anyway. So influence. It does. (laughs) Influence by Design. How did that come about? I I know I'm going a little bit kind of off. Well, it's not off track. Influence by Design, if I'm correct, came about of you learning human design yes
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and you share a little bit about what human design is and how that has impacted you to move it in or amalgamate with your business
0: totally so human design is um is a whole heap of modalities that have come together well, a whole heap, which is actually five, to be honest, to be specific. Um, to, and, and human design is your, you, every, we all have a unique energetic blueprint with the way that we move through life. Um, and each of us have this unique energetic blueprint that, um, that helps us, or it's, you know, it's our purpose, it's the way that we make decisions, it's the, the, our inner motivators, the way that we attract, Um, attract things into our life the you know the things that are important to us this is all our unique human design and human design I learned about years and years and years ago and um, I would sort of hear a little bit about it and it didn't really resonate I'd be like yeah whatever but a couple of years ago I heard a podcast and you know those moments where everything just it's like the heavens align and everything just hit and all of a sudden I just thought is this the one thing that's going to be able to help my clients understand their purpose a lot faster? Because I know that when anyone that's in business understands their purpose, things fall into place in their business. So I, I already knew this, um, but I didn't have a um, a concrete way, I guess, to help people figure out what this is. It's a very... Um, hit and miss very trial and error kind of um, way to go about finding your purpose so i look i started like really listening to human design podcasts and reading and i did a couple of workshops and i went wow i think i think this is the thing that's going to be able to help my clients so i undertook i would say about 12 months of a personal experiment where I, I took on the experiment of living in my human design, learning about my human design and the way I made, um, decisions, um, you know, understanding what my purpose was, understanding my motivators, understanding how I, uh, understanding my personal brand as part of my design, how I attract money. And it completely, completely. I won't say it turned my business around because we already had a successful business, but it amplified our results. And not only did it amplify our results, but it felt so much easier from my side. I, it didn't feel harder. It felt easier and things really started to flow. I was able to make decisions in seconds of, nope, that's not for me. And I know it's not because I can feel it in my body. I trained myself to know what it felt like. So um, started uh, helping a few clients and just say, look, oh, I'm just trying this thing. Do you, uh, you know, are you interested? And it has just seriously taken off. I didn't even advertise that I did human design at all last year. And I was doing chart unpacks for people probably two a week and they were all from referrals from people that had had a chart unpack. And um, it's it's changed my life and it's definitely changed the life of many, many, many of my clients now by understanding what, um, you know, who they really are. I th- the biggest thing for me is human design. It felt like I was given a permission slip to finally be me, the, to finally be the person that I always knew that I was but sort of pushed that down. No, that's a bit weird Well, that's a bit strange or you don't really know that or, um, you know, your, your gut's playing tricks on you. You don't really know that. Mm. Where Where now it's like I know all that and I can just be me. It
1: confirms it. Yeah. And that's so wonderful. And you did my chart and I was blown out of the park. I think I laughed a lot as well because it's when you get a reading and it also depends on who gives you the reading obviously who has the you know a really good understanding of human design. When you gave me my reading it was Yeah, you were basically telling me who I was Mm. more on a deeper level, kind of down to the DNA. And that's that's what I found quite humorous. Is like, oh my god, she's telling me who Yes, yes, yes. And yes, as you said, there's some parts of it that confirms what you were feeling or thinking or having that kind of maybe conflict between the Mm. the brain Mm -hmm. and the that gut feeling. Um With the human design, you said it's impacted so many of your clients' lives and I personally am really intrigued of learning more because I think it would help me in my coaching business as well. Mm. So what I'm hearing when we think about the woman who wants to leave the workplace or is feeling stuck alone – do you feel that having a human design reading would give her, as you mentioned, an, an, more of an amplification of who she is and what she can do in the workplace?
0: 100%. The biggest demographic of people that I'm doing chart and packs for are women in midlife yeah. for that exact reason. Mm. They've, they've been giving for all these years and they're really – deep down they know who they are. But from a more surface level, they're like, "Oh, I don't know who I am," but they really do because once we start unpacking the chart, they're like, "Yes, that's me. That is what I want to do. That is what motivates me. That is what how you know what's important to me. Oh, that is how I make decisions. This all feels right." So all it does is it sort of brings that to the surface, and knowing that is so empowering, and it gives you so much confidence to say, "You know what? This is how I make decisions." and i can trust that i don't need to second guess that anymore
1: yeah i'm getting a little bit caught up because that is just so powerful and i think when we're in midlife as we've said these are the wise women years it is time to step in our power and empower other people other women cuz we yeah mm. we have the knowledge and i yeah i i totally think that if you Wanting to know more about human design, and you'd like a
0: reading? Are you giving readings, Sam? Yes, I am still doing. I don't know how much longer. The convers the team meeting this morning was. I think we may need to find another coach, but for now, <laughs> yes, I am still doing them. <laughs> so, listener, if you
1: are interested, please, we will put um, Sam's links down on how you can get in touch with Sam either to coach, have her as your coach, your business coach, or have a human design reading. Uh, Sam I could speak with you all day I really could and likewise (laughs) (laughs) can you tell us before we wrap up because this is all around the rejuvenated woman what is or what does a rejuvenated woman mean to you what does she look like what is she feeling
0: I think going on what I was just saying, and this is definitely the experience that I've had, is a rejuvenated woman is someone that finally listens to what it is that they've always wanted to do and just spends the time to do that for herself, to to really fill her own cup. And this is definitely the experience that I've had that just for so many years I felt like I was giving from an empty cup and I think think as women we're always wanting to help we're always wanting to you know look after people but it, all of a sudden I realized I can't help as many people as I can without having this cup full so for me a rejuvenated woman looks like someone that that is healthy and has vitality and absolutely loves life and and goes through life with a spring in her step and helps people now by attracting people with her energy rather than just giving her energy and i feel that that is a big difference that we're helping by by really taking care of ourselves and and like i said this is definitely through your help kath you know i do work with you i am one of your clients um i work with you multiple times a week because it has changed my life so much um you know spend some time looking after yourself and do the things that you really want to do and, and put that spring in your step and, and realize, um, you know, not realize, but, you know, have other people come to you. I remember back, like, so right at the beginning of this episode, you mentioned that we met at a workshop. And um, you probably don't even remember this, but at the very beginning of the workshop, um, and it was the workshop with Paul Check, and he went around the room and he asked everyone why they were there. And, um, I remember that the, there was a person sitting in front of me and at the time I was very timid and very quiet, which you probably are like you, timid and quiet. You're the most un timid and person I've ever met but I remember being there and I was so nervous and Paul asked someone about you know why they were there and he mentioned he would you know he wanted to lead the world and Paul you know it doesn't just happen like that and he got really like and I was sitting there thinking oh my god I'm too afraid to tell him what I'm doing here but you know I did say it's because I want to help more people and he and it just changed and I believe it's because of the energy and he went and you know what you will because when you act like the flower And when you're, you know, and and you just sit there and in your in your genius in how you're meant to be, the bees will come to you. And definitely in the last few years, it's probably only been sort of the last eighteen months. I've really, really felt that at a deep level that when you really fill your cup, that the bees will come to you. So that's yeah, that's um. That's a
1: rejuvenated woman. (laughs) Thank you and what a powerful statement to a rejuvenated woman on how they can become or what a rejuvenated woman looks like to you and a beautiful reflection. I love that. Um, I actually searched for that photo in 2011 and you and I are actually sitting down on the front, on the grass together, side by side. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, we won't go into all of the coincidences in inverted commas <laughs> that has uh, happened through our time together but um yes i think that's a beautiful reflection and a, a wonderful analogy is being that flower because we do when we walk past a garden and there's some beautiful color and vibrancy we stop and yeah it, it draws it's the light you know the light attracts Thank you mm-hmm. so much. I really, really love that analogy and that reflection and I love this time with you today sharing to our listener about what it is you do and the, the struggles that a woman can have in midlife in the workplace. So thank you so much for spending time with me today, Sam. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Kath. I
0: really appreciate you inviting me. Do you, do you have anything more to say to our listener? I, I just think that, you know, we did just talk about the flower. I really, really honestly think that in midlife we are blooming. This is this is our time. So really, you know, what is it that you want to do? And, and go and do that because we've got this, only got this one chance at this life. Mm. So just, you know, be that flower bloom and, and go and do it.
1: Yes, yes, 100%. So <laughs> thank you again. We will pop the notes, the links to Sam's pages and website and podcast in the show notes. And I look forward to tuning in with you again.